Good evening, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Popular Apocrypha Podcast, the show where we change and rearrange pop culture characters how we want, uh, in a way reminiscent of Dr. Frankenstein himself. Tonight, I am joined by Tyler, the smart one, Riley, the cute one, and I am your host, Nick, the resident bad boy. <laughs> yes. It's uh, alive! Also, uh, apologies beforehand. Um, got this nasty little cold going on right now. So I if I sound a little wonderful. Found it sound a little gnarly. You don't really sound that. Like that's different. why. That's good to hear because this morning I woke up sounding awful. It is good to hear. Really bad. Hey, but uh, right. <laughs> so you sound like a bad boy. That's what I'm shooting for. Is the bad boy? You G- are. Give me your lunch monies. No, that's and, just a bully. And all your tacos. That's okay. <laughs> that's a bad boy. Yeah, <laughs> the bad boy likes the tacos. Yeah. Like if we were, if we had a, a cover art sort of situation. I would be the one with my back turned to the group because I'm the bad boy. Yeah, because stealing lunch money is not okay, but, you know, socialist sharing of tacos, we condone mm, that. Interesting. Good choice. Or I condone that. You I won't speak that. for Specifically both Specifically Tyler condones I that. I condone sharing tacos in a socialist manner. Yeah, we've told him a couple times tonight, don't speak for me. That's speak true. for yourself. Yeah. So. All right, so this episode we will be discussing the King of Vampires, Count Dracula. But first... Booga, booga, booga. A warm-up. Oh, we're going to be disgusting? Disgusting. <laughs> I am disgusting. The king oh. of vampires. Oh. Um, so we will be doing another round of one-word stories, one of my favorites. Uh, this week's theme, short horror. Uh, I will give us the title of the short story, and uh, we will go around the circle each saying one word till we have a very short story, gentlemen. Excellent. Very short, please. Okay. Very short, please. <laughs> um, uh, here, here we go. Okay. Four. Once. No sale. Baby shoes never worn. What? Saddest <laughs> short story ever. Yeah, it is. That is. For sale. Baby shoes never worn. Alright, so the, the title of the first short story, because that one just flew right over Tyler's head, was um, The Thing Under the Stairs. The Thing Under the Stairs. The Thing Under the Stairs is our first short story. We're doing one-word stories. One-word stories. Okay. The thing I thought under the we stairs already started. Is That's why you no. said four, and I jumped in. Y- yes. Yeah. You're wrong. Right. <laughs> I understand. It's okay that he's wrong, though, is the thing. I was All just right. practicing. So, The Thing Under the Stairs, our first story title. Who's Riley, Riley, would you like to start? Yeah, sure. Okay, and we'll go clockwise. <clears throat> My... Rock. Hard. Abs. Defeat. The. Monster. Under. My. Parents. Bed. But. Sometimes. The. Monster. Goes. To. The. Bathroom. Under. The. Bathroom. Stairs. (laughs) Okay. Bathroom stairs. (laughs) Sounds terrifying. It's, a, it's, it's two bathrooms, one right on top of each other. <laughs> Fair. One's under the stairs. Right. So you can do a massive upper decker. Yeah. Essentially, that's the horror of it. Ah, therein lies the monster. Mm, yeah. So, it's that uh, awful smell. Uh, it went under the, uh, under the ba- uh, to the bathroom, under the bathroom. Yes. Nick, you're, you're next. Bathroom oh, we're going to keep going. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, not the not. end of the short I mean, story. You're the, you're the They're host. supposed to be very short stories. Okay. I like it. I like the fact that it went he the goes to the bathroom under the stairs. Above the stairs. Does he use the bathroom? I don't know. Well, He's just in there. Okay. Just use the other bathroom. <laughs> we know there is one. All right. Yeah, I suppose. All right. So the next one is My Trip in the Woods is the title of our next story. My Trip in the Woods. Tyler, are you starting? I. 
once tripped on my mushrooms because they were big and smokable. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> so I was eating mushrooms and eggs boiled with blood. I don't know if I can come up. I don't know if I can follow that. <laughs> we had to make it horror real fast. Yeah. I don't know how to follow that one. Perfect. <laughs> I'm stuck here. Perfect. All right. So. <laughs> All right. Um, the title of the next one is Why Hell Sucks. Why Hell Sucks. Okay. A poem by Nick Bates. <laughs> in my own mind, I'm trapped in a box. Is that? That's my that's my poem. Why hell sucks? Oh, congratulations! You're the first people to hear it. Oh, okay. So what's the next scenario though? Because we're doing podcast. Why right hell now? sucks? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will begin. Um, Tyler is ugly, but in hell there are lots of Tyler's. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Part of Tyler is his face. Man. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. That's that's a, that's a, <laughs> Congratulations, Tyler. <laughs> You're Riley's own personal hell. <laughs> we already knew that. Yeah, we did. I mean, um, Tyler's my own personal hell. I never want to go to heaven. Hey, I love you, Tyler. Making, you, Riley. making Jesus mad tonight. <laughs> so, uh, the last one is Man. the best way to slay a mutant. Oh, okay. Can I start? Yes, please. The best weapon to asphyxiate your enemies is the Garangarang. I don't know what that is. It's not, a, it's not a real thing. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Uh, made by Gorangarongs in the Gorangara jungle. <laughs> okay. Of Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> it can asphyxiate enemies at incredible. Distances of distance, <laughs> incredible distances of what? <laughs> I thought you were going to give it a range of like a million miles or something. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> of distance, <laughs> many distances of distance, and um, can you and please <laughs> <laughs> thank God <laughs> the end. The end. Well, that was fun, gentlemen. I loved it. <laughs> not the best stories we've ever come up with, oh, but not the worst on. either. All right, which one was your favorite of the batch? The one where Tyler's my personal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was my favorite too. <laughs> Thanks, guys. The worst part Thanks. about Tyler is his face. 
uh, as mean as we are, um, I mean that's that's a really high compliment. Yeah, to right. The rest of me well, now. so I I was going to start the podcast with um, this is the podcast in which we act like my middle school bullies and call out the things we hate about characters so everybody else can hear. You're not a character. Well, no, I think you're a character. Thanks. I try to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to kick off tonight's experiments. Uh, as I said before, the target of our examination tonight is Count Dracula. Uh, Dracula is the main antagonist of Bram Stoker's novel, Dracula. Uh, the book takes a look at the people living in Transylvania as they deal with the titular Count Dracula as he preys upon the town near his castle. Uh, Dracula is not only a vampire, but a very powerful vampire that is referred to as the Vampire King or King of Vampires. Uh, Dracula is basically a stereotypical mega-vampire. He survives on exclusively blood, sleeps most of the day, prowls at night, and is scared of garlic. Uh, so he has many different abilities and powers, like shape-shifting, hypnosis, and transfer- transforming other people into vampires. I'm just tripping over my words. I really tonight. liked Shakeshifter. Shakeshifter. And I imagine it like a Billy Mays commercial. Get your new Shakeshifter yeah, for 1999. Like, like the shake weight, but um, for your whole body. Yeah. yeah. Shakeshifter. Yeah. Shake shifter. It's like the shake weight. Um, trademarked. Tra- yeah. TM, TM, TM. Um, <laughs> so we transforming other people into vampires with his bite that, uh, and all those powers stem from his vampirism. Excuse me. Uh, the shape-shifting can happen any time during the night, and there are three specific times during the day, once at dawn, once at dusk, and once at midday. So, like, the specific times thing is kind of a, a, a recurring theme with Dracula, and we'll see that here in a couple minutes. Um, so, this is only affected by the weakness brought on by the sun, and there's more on that later. The hypnosis and transformations either come from the bite or feeding on the humans nearby. If he decides to kill you with his bite, or if he decides, excuse me, not to kill you with his bite, you will be hypnotized by him and seek to be with him as much as possible. You will literally seek him out to feed him more. Um, this hypnosis ends if the vampire is killed, with the victim having no memory of the problem. Um, if he does kill you with the bite, you will become a vampire that is weaker than the Count and borderline subservient to him. So that's cool. Huh. Be one of his little um, uh, vampire buddies or vampire slaves. Uh, so even though Dracula... I prefer the term vampire associates. Associates. <laughs> vampire friends. Um, Acquaintances. Yeah, right. <laughs> so even though Dracula is ridiculously powerful at night, he also has his own faults and weaknesses. Uh, the sun being the biggest drain on his powers. The sun does not kill him or turn him into ash like some stories claim, but instead only weakens him. Um, this makes his presence... Uh, he does make his presence known during the day by buying different properties across the country in which he lives. Um, another problem that he has is he cannot cross running water except for a short period of time at high and low tides. Um, he also cannot cross doorways into homes without permission. And there are other items that, uh, he is weak to such as holy symbols, garlic, um, unleavened bread for communion, things like that. Um, you can keep it in his casket with a branch of wild thorn or possibly mountain ash. This list goes on and on of things that he is uh, allergic to or weak, weak to exactly uh, the, the holy bullets, silver, wood stakes, all that jazz. Um, so while Dracula was not the first vampire to show up in folklore, um, he was a trendsetter for future vampires in pop culture. Uh, many vampires and cultures take the form of undead, ghastly creatures. However, Dracula was the straight cop model of what modern high society looked like. Um, he was well educated, well dressed, well mannered, and all of, all of the things that he did were top notch. So he definitely was not the Edward of Stoker's time. 
Um, no shiny. No shiny. No sparkle. No sparkle. Without and he a sparkle, wasn't some like angry teenager that lived with his dad because he couldn't get a car or whatever. He's not a teenager. He's a man. You're right. He's an old man who lives in a teenager's He's... body and preys upon underage high school girls. You're not wrong. Mm-hmm. You're not a hundred percent right. I saw a post the other day that said the entire series of Twilight is just Bella's uh, problem or trying to decide between committing necrophilia or bestiality. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's a really simplistic summary <laughs> of uh, the conflict of Twilight. The entirety of Twilight. Yeah. Look, I am not a Twilight fan. I've never been a Twilight fan. I have watched the first movie accidentally. I watched the last movie. It was actually really good. Was it? The, all of them are kind of terrible. Mm. But the last one has 20 minutes, and I know exactly, and I'm sure that you know exactly yep. what 20 minutes, where I was actually blown away. Yes. Was it the fight scenes? No. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's a factor of that. It's okay. Without being spoilery, the dream sequence. No. Yes. Okay, we're on different pages then. <laughs> it's not a dream sequence. No, it's not. But it's a twist. It. It's a twist. But it's not a dream sequence. It's a vision of what would happen if they went to war. Fair. Well, spoilers. All right. So I have seen <laughs> that part of the movie. <laughs> I've also watched Vampires Suck. That was a fun one. I oh, I've heard one. that's a wonderful it's show. A, it's great. <laughs> I just wanted to see what's the what's the vampire movie that's like the comedy that's the three vampires, and I'm sorry, this is terrible. I, I, I know, I know, I know exactly what we what we're talking about. It's um we yes. We're not doing one word story. Sorry. <laughs> no, I know. Um, no, 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 no. It's not Vampire Suck. I know what you're no, talking about. No. Because Vampire Suck is the... Is the comedy like, spoof comedy on Twilight. Twilight. Yeah. But then there is... No, that's... Yeah. Like, the the mockumentary... Yes. Of the that's vampire. That's what I'm talking yes. about. Because um, the, the second one that they're doing is Werewolves. Yes. Which is a spoof on Werewolves. But that one is... Uh, what we do in the night. Yes, yes, I still need to see that. Yeah, I've it's seen very good. parts of it. It's very good. Yeah. You should You should definitely check it out. Okay, um, and with that, let's tackle my boy, Drac. Drac? Drac. Any ideas Drac. on uh, what we want to do? Do we want to touch on what we did with Van Helsing? Do we want to make our own path? How do we want to do this, boys? I think it's hard not to acknowledge the lore we've already created with Van Helsing in the past. I was okay. going to say the same thing. Okay. <clears throat> so, pretend I haven't listened to the episode. <laughs> And catch me up. Um, Van Helsing is a spirit walker. He's a he's a Native American individual yep. who hunts vampires still. Mm-hmm. So we kept right. that. That Correct. was still basically the same. But he is uh, he his connection to his ancestors and and uh, the, the kind of the, the spirit um, realm of his existence is what really helps him do that effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we joked about the, the spirit bomb that he can do, kind of like uh, Dragon Ball Z yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, say Dragon Ball-esque. But um, uh, he has a, I think it's a, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what we settled on. We we talked about him having like a spirit horse. I think we settled on him having like a spirit hawk. Yeah, I, I thought it was a, a spirit hawk because in in a sense, right, like we discussed that Van Helsing was a Native American spirit walker in the sense that Dracula exists in two states, 
um, Dracula exists in the physical realm as a weakened individual. Mm. However, Dracula is incredibly powerful in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. So Dracula's realm of influence in the spiritual realm is drastically larger. He can control people. I believe we in in the past discussed his ability to maybe take over wagon wheels of Mm -hmm. people going to um, like the Oregon Trail, take over those pioneering parties and then control them through his mental energy and use them as his almost physical embodiments of himself. However, his actual physical form is when he is at his weakest. Yeah. He is incredibly powerful in the spiritual realm, in the almost mental spiritual realm that this Van Helsing then traverses between, right? And so Van Helsing's most epic battles with Dracula are in the spirit realm in which he is fighting Dracula in spirit form with his spirit forms right like with dracula's uh, spirit forms fighting against van helsing spirit forms so as a hawk or as whatever he takes the form of he fights he uh in parentheses fights dracula in the spirit realm Mm. however when he wants to actually kill or attack dracula he can only do so in the physical realm okay so dracula exists in this more Western uh, American ideal. Yep. However, as in in Bram Stoker's novel, he is a physical being. Mm. Like, he ma- he manifests in the physical world and controls people in the physical world. In our version, I believe, if I remember correctly, he manifests himself in the physical world, but is at his weakest in the physical world. He is at his strongest in the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yep. he he is not fully fleshed out as a character in our Van Helsing episode because right. that episode was about that Van was Helsing. About Van Helsing. Yep. But it's hard not to ignore who Van Helsing now is in our canon. Yeah, right. I mean Well, it changes a lot of the story. Yeah. Right. Um if you if you look at the book, that changes <laughs> changes so much. Um with the uh interactions that Van Helsing has with Dracula um, and the experiences that he have and the information that we get coming from um, Helsing uh, versus coming from Lucy or the doc or anything like that. So I think we have to take that. Yeah. Let's take that into account. Um, What does that do to our Dracula besides the fact that he is more powerful in the spirit realm? I think Again, it's it's hard to really... So th- this is kind of interesting in that it is a continuation of a past episode that then affected this new character's lore, right? And because it is a past episode, it's hard to remember all the exact details of which we discussed that then affect his character. Mm-hmm. However, I think the biggest point in which we have to move into now is maybe perhaps how he manifests himself in the physical world. Because if I remember correctly in our past episode, he can be fought physically when he exists in the physical Mm -hmm. realm. Right. So he can actually be hurt, killed, etc. I'm having weird memories. Perhaps this was true. Memories of he 
he controls a a body of of someone in the physical yeah. world. I, I remember that too. It, okay, who's like a vassal, right? Right, and so like a host sort of thing. It's it's coming back more and more. He exists as a spiritual being. He manifests himself in a physical host, right? In the physical world, with which then he can influence others like he can influence power on others okay that physical form can be killed which then limits his ability to then influence others right so let's tackle that yes what is all right so so let's tackle that then um his physical form takes hold of vessels here right like another Um, person another person which i think could tie in really well with his hypnosis and Mm-hmm. Um, turning of people, right? And mm-hmm. in the in the uh, 2004, I believe, uh, Hugh Jackman, Ben Helsing, mm-hmm. there's a, a recurring theme of reincarnation. Yes. Sort of thing. Yes, there is. So that would also tie in really well with that as well. Yeah. I watched it the other day, actually. It's, it's, it's a very really decent fun. movie. It's actually a pretty good movie. I enjoy that movie a lot. I like that uh, Faramir from Lord of the Rings is an a important character. Yes. Yeah, finally. Got his time in the light. Yeah. Even though he had like basically a whole movie. They're dedicated to him, but it's cool. Yeah, whatever. It's no big deal. <laughs> not mad about it. It's not like they're no. cooler characters or anything. What's well, happening? <laughs> um, <laughs> now we're talking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, okay, so his, his vassals come from uh, the hypnosis and transformations that he's done earlier. I want to say that, so originally Dracula had a body. Um, and there's a lot of talk that Dracula was probably based on, or a lot of him was based on Dr- Vlad the Impaler, yep. who went by Dracula, or was called Dracula. So maybe Vlad the Impaler, Vlad the Impaler, was the original, um, like was the original Dracula. You included the sound that people make when they are impaled in the word impaler. Yeah, hence the name. Didn't you know that impaling comes from onomatopoeia? What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That impale sounds like when no. you get impaled? That's what onomatopoeia is. I like. know what that means. Yeah. Okay. But I was just pulling your leg. I wanted to see how long I could go and I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting really meta and I don't know how to feel. Look, uh, so maybe Vlad the Impaler was um, the original Dracula. See, this is what I wanted like the to true ask. Original Dracula. Was, I, I was thinking we should get into like questions such as how does he choose... Uh, his host sort of thing. But I think there has to be a reason for such things, or at least maybe a reason, or decide whether or not there is a reason. And so um, I was thinking we should figure out more of why is Dracula the way that he is? Why is he this spirit creature now? Where did he come from? Who was he? Who is he? What is his backstory? That's what I was going to ask. That could result in maybe giving us some uh, direction for the sorts of questions that you were asking, Riley. I think, and and again, it's tough because I, I feel like we did discuss this a tiny bit, even in passing, right, in Van Helsing, as like a joke comment, like, oh, it'd be cool if he did this. Um, but now that we're deciding the canon now, I I think it'd be fantastic for Dracula to almost be this established, eth- ethereal, spiritual essence that is existent already in the American wilderness. Okay. So, so it's a spirit that is mad about So we don't give it a backstory. Is that what you're saying? Like it just it's not it's not God, but like it's like existed for as long as we understand. Sort of right. Like 
almost kind of similar to Native American legends about different types of beasts or witches or things. And again, I do not profess to know any sort of real cultural knowledge of Native American legends, right? Yeah. I get most of my info from YouTube videos yep. about... Other podcasts, books. Right. What it what exists in Native American lore. Yes. So I profess to know no knowledge of the lore. However, it seems like a character like Dracula, an evil entity should at some degree be existent in the American West okay. as, as an entity, right? I, I almost don't want him to have a source. I don't want him to, to have a beginning. I think, right. I think if we give him a beginning or a source in the physical world, he then becomes tangible. Right. And not, not tangible in the sense that he's relatable, tangible in the sense he's not that threatening. Okay. Right. Right. Not scary. Right. Or and, not as scary. And, and I still think it's scary. <laughs> ha- yeah. But, but having a, a Native American Van Helsing whose goal is to then fight this essence. Yeah. If I fight an essence that started at a fixated point, mm-hmm. it seems like a winnable battle. Right, right. But a, but a Van Helsing that fights an almost interminable evil becomes this really, really cool idea. Right. That this will always exist, and I will always fight it. So would that would that make not would that make Van Helsing immortal, or would it just be something that he passes on? See, and and again, perhaps Van Helsing should be revisited. I I I, I worry that. By by using Van Helsing, we we almost box in Dracula. Right. I I would perhaps maybe argue we we focus on Dracula, and then in another episode maybe tie them together, tie in those loose ends of how they connect. Okay. Um. So I'm game for that. So to go back to Dracula, I I want him to be a a force, perhaps. Maybe he's he's a der- derivation of the human desire to belay death. Perhaps he's a a derivation of like maybe the the Native American feeling of being taken advantage of, mm. right? Like we were taken advantage of. Now this thing then takes advantage of the life force of pioneers. Okay. The, the right? right so so it's a vengeful spirit well if, if vengeful, we go that route you know i i don't know if I, I don't know how much i like that um i i was thinking more um maybe what we do is okay so we want to make him more of a force right dracula is more of a force or or something like that maybe we start dracula off not start him like like this is his point but like this is where we start getting our history of dracula okay um we start him off in a remote village somewhere Remote village, Northern Europe is, is what I'm thinking. So still, right. he starts in Northern Europe, but comes. He, he, he'll tra- he'll 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 cross with whoever. Okay, probably crosses with the pilgrims or whoever comes across originally. Even the Vikings, if that's what we want to do it. Roanoke, possibly. Maybe he's the reason Roanoke's not around. Wait, just had an idea. Okay. Throwing it out there. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so I don't know how much you guys know about the 
actual history of Christopher Columbus, but not the nicest guy. Yeah, kind of a jerk. <laughs> not the uh, <laughs> most uh, uh, friendly to uh, Native American people. No, not at all. Uh, uh, kind of took advantage of Native American peoples. Kind of. And I mean, I'm just thinking if that sort of person were to die and become a spirit and then take advantage of people, it may or may not look a lot like Dracula. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just saying. You know, I was maybe not. So maybe so. Right? Maybe 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 that's how he maybe that's how he crosses. I was I'm thinking more. That out there. So um, Dracula <laughs> is this force or spirit in this northern middle of nowhere Transylvania small town, right? And so you still want Transylvania? Ish. I don't know. North, north, western, northeastern European. Yeah, exactly. Your Slavic countries. Yes. Um, are you, are you still acknowledging the events of Bram Stoker's Dracula? I don't know if I'm acknowledging them. Um, I think I think maybe we can touch on that in a minute. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of more getting like a the point of right. what his what how we started to recognize and, this this force. And I'm gonna let you finish. But, but... <laughs> wow, all right, old memes, <laughs> Mr. Kanye, but uh, seasoned to, memes, Mr. West. To that point about uh, Bram Stoker's novel, mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of already did away with a fair amount of that given Van Helsing yes. if we're going to take that into account. So right. I'd, I'd say let's Which is where let, we can... you, let you go with whatever you're going yeah. and let's see what it yeah, turns we'll see, out. Yeah, we'll see where it comes. Yeah. Um, so I, I was thinking maybe, so this is a force that we don't have recognized until blank, right? Until some big happening. Maybe that big happening is the first Dracula, okay? Um, and it's, it, it's, it's a, a, a legend that's passed down through time of this person is controlled by this force or entity. Um, that person then becomes powerful, becomes wealthy, has mm-hmm. extravagance. So what you're saying, and I kind of like where this is going, Vlad the Impaler was Dracula. Mm-hmm. Not in the sense that Vlad the Impaler inspired Dracula, mm-hmm. but Dracula as a force existed and was Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Was was incarnate as Vlad the Impaler, so he had the power, he had the the riches, he had had the the education and all these things, and he gained these things. Um, and maybe at that point, it becomes not necessarily the worst thing to be taken over by the spirit, right? Like you know that with this force, with this spirit, comes this power, comes this this eccentricness. Oh, okay. So you know? let me let me make sure I'm understanding. Yeah, so yeah. this this force existed mm-hmm. previously to the existence of Dracula, mm-hmm. previously to the existence of uh, Vlad the Impaler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vlad was like the host that we have come to know as Dracula. Mm-hmm. And then that has resulted in and, and I'm maybe I'm I'm projecting what I'm understanding, but and then Vlad who Vlad was also impacted the existence of that spirit of that force. So the host becomes a part of the force. Is that what I'm hearing? Maybe a little bit. I was thinking more like um, this force hits a host and due to the forces experience and the forces influence is the word I'm looking for, not experience the forces influence the host can then gain power, gain okay. Uh, riches gain like selling your soul to the devil essentially a little bit yeah less less of a contract more of a less of a conscious choice yeah more of a this force hits you 
and now you're stuck with it. And maybe that's something that you don't like. Maybe that's something that, that you're just kind of stuck with. Or maybe it's something that people wish that they could have. They hear that it's a force. They hear that this person was a little bit different after some event. And now they wish to also have that power. Or you know? at least in hindsight, like with Vlad, oh, this was good that this happened to me. Okay, let's go and do yeah, these things. Right. Like, all right. And and maybe that force, like, I think that's something we can, we can talk about. Does that force completely take over the host? Or does that force influence the host and give him part of the spirit world power? I'm thinking more influence. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm more on board with that. Um, but like, I mean, uh, speaking for myself, when I am influenced by other people, for example, in per- like in strong ways, mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't leave me with a whole lot of other options. I mean, just speaking really broadly, but like if, if this force is like heavily influencing a person to say, draw out certain dispositions to make them more, uh, uh, give them uh, stronger tendencies toward certain things such as violence or yeah. uh or hate or other things like that then i mean yeah i mean it's basically controlling them but not technically so i'm okay with that okay so it's more of an influence than a full control right okay. that's that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking no forgive you if you're quiet over there i'm just thinking i'm i'm thinking that I'm th- I'm thinking of, like I I enjoy this continuation of Dracula as a as a force that has given people power, but I also am I want him to. I I I think we moved away from the European essence in making him a American entity. Okay. Right. Like not American in the sense that he is American, but mm. he existed on this continent. Right. Okay. First. Sweet. So what if the entity maybe can influence multiple people at any given, at a given time? time? I don't know about, see, I don't know about that one. Um, that was an idea that popped in. Like what if he, he had a control on lots of people, hence right. multiple vampires. Exactly. Um, but, Oh, maybe. Cause that, that would, maybe that would start to explain the hypnosis. Right, the the transformations that come with the biting. See, that would be interesting in that if if Dracula is a force that exists throughout the world, now we have Dracula's embodiment in Europe. We have Dracula's embodiment and the Van Helsing of America. Right. We don't have a Van Helsing for Europe. We don't have a Van Helsing for Asia. We don't have a well, Dracula that exists in it. You know what I mean? I don't like, know what you're talking about. We obviously have. A Van Helsing for Europe. Well, I mean, probably more than Europe. We've got Hugh Jackman. Don't discredit Hugh Jackman. Fair. Hugh Come Jack- on. Jackman. But Hugh Jackman. Huge he is Jackman. a very large man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> huge Jackman. He, so so then if, if Dracula is a force that then exists throughout the world. Right. right. That then has multiple hosts slash. Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Embodiments in which he exists for that realm. Uh-huh. Right? I think it would be fascinating. In that, if you have a European Dracula... Right. That exists in in Bram Stoker's realm, where he is a physical attacking thing. Right. He is, in this this chronology or history of demons and vampires and, and all this stuff, right, he... 
I, I think it's it's almost interesting in that he gains power by how realistically his legend can affect the people around him. And then a Van Helsing rises up to then fight that specific iteration of Dracula. In the American West, where you have Native American tribes, mm-hmm. visions and spirits and de- not they don't call it demons, but like entities that exist in the world that we don't know about have power. Right. And as far as giving ourselves some props goes, I mean, the only way to truly kill Dracula in this manner that we've established Dracula mm-hmm. to be would be non-physical. Dracula would have to die in right. the ethereal plane in order to truly die in the physical plane right. permanently. Right. And so our Van Helsing, I mean, is therefore the most true Van Helsing because yeah. that they, they're, they're at least one of the ones that is right. focusing on the the, the the core the, right the source per se what if what if we tweak van helsing just a little bit um to van helsing is not a person van helsing is a clan we kind of a little bit hit on that okay. already right so i think that let's uh let's not uh cement that but yeah. let's more like, or less run with maybe it. that's maybe that's kind of an idea that that the van helsing is a clan right right that um work sporadically throughout the globe Anywhere we see a rise of Dracula's influence, right? Right. So in well, Transylvania, even more, even more so, I, I think that like not not to to stop your idea, no, but yeah, no. that Van Helsing, we we say Van Helsing because that was what was uh, almost fa- made famous in the Dracula novel, right? But, yeah, Bram yeah. Stoker penned that. That was Van Helsing the character. Yeah, but. It's almost like this good and evil. Right. Yeah. That Dracula exists and then a Van Helsing rises up to meet Dracula. So yeah. in the American West, it was this version of Dracula, this Van Helsing rises up to meet that Dracula. Right. In Bram Stoker, it was Dracula took this form, of a Van Helsing rose up to meet that Dracula. Right. It could be different in Asia. Right. It could be different in Australia. It could be different in the Bahamas, in the Antarctic. You know, it's almost like this good and evil force mm-hmm. that one must counter the other. Okay, so I have an important question that I, I, I personally need answered. Is this Dracula force, is it in itself, like, aware? Is it sentient? Or does it, does is it, it just an indiscriminate force that happens to inhabit these people? And it, or, or maybe not like completely indiscriminate, but it's maybe, maybe it's attracted to like certain kinds of persons, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not aware of its like actions. It's just this, uh, like natural, unnatural force that just yeah. does what it does. I like the idea that it's kind of like a spirit beast, right? Like a different kind of monstrous force. Um, so it, it's got the, the awareness of, a crazed bear or something like that, right? Something that's that's got that bestial, um, self-protective nature, but at the same time isn't to the force of, or isn't to the mental awareness that we know of, of a human, right? Doesn't make decisions based on, like, forethought so and it didn't, long-term like, planning out. It didn't choose Vlad. No, I don't think so. I think maybe it's, uh, Vlad was taking steps in the right direction and gravitated that direction. 
you know, and it happened to align line up with the nature of this. Yes, force. right. Yeah. So he saw somebody taking steps into power, taking steps in a certain direction, or like had the right aura about them. I don't know something that like it it could latch onto and run with. You know, sure. Because I mean that would. I think it would fall a little bit more into like that that self preservation. Like um, natural selection shows that we'll or creatures will will latch onto or mate with the strongest and the things that they right. and the the other creatures that they think will go far. So I I don't I don't think self preservation really makes a whole lot of sense for this force. I mean, it's an ethereal force. If it wanted to just be self contained, self preserved, then it could just not inhabit anybody okay. and just exist right. and on its own. So what would be the driving force of such an entity? Hatred of something, love of something. Uh, it wants something. It, it, uh, it has a I think enemy. I don't know. It's, it's jealous of humanity in that it can't exist physically. It seems Perhaps. awfully conscious to me. See, see, that's... I, and I'm okay with that. I, I just thought that the idea of more of a beast-like force, like something a little more uh, primitive, um, I think neat. there's definitely a way we can combine them. I, I don't, I right because if we have a Dracula that takes control of a person mm-hmm. to then exist in society, there wouldn't be a problem really. If 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 Dracula took control of one person and existed in society and was a contributing member to society, I don't think anyone would have a problem. I mean, the one person that got the taken one per- control that got of, taken control of, and sure, ethicists <laughs> such as myself and others that would have a problem on behalf of that person. Right. It's but, just one of those nice so, ladies and gentlemen. Fair. So would would Van Helsing, the Van Helsing that rose up, would look at that one being? And say, oh shoot, I should kill Dracula in that one being so then it could take control of another person? Probably not. It would probably probably say, oh, it took care of one person. That's unfortunate, but it will never move on again until that person dies. I don't think that's the problem. The primal primal issue is that it's ravenous in that it wants more than one person. Right. Right? It wants more than one thing. And so... I mean, in that case, where does it where does it stop for Dracula? Because it doesn't seem, at least in previous lore, mm-hmm. in previous canon, mm-hmm. as if it's Dracula literally wants to turn everyone into vampires. No, um, Dracula I mean, just kind of survives. Right. He also really likes the pretty ladies. He does like yes. the pretty ladies. So He's a ladies man. We yeah. could have just it like be our Dracula only inhabits women. And only wants to turn other women into vampires, not men. Super female, super feminine Dracula. The matriarchy. The matriarchy Dracula. <laughs> the feminist Dracula. I'm on board. That he only takes control of women. She. She only takes control it. of women. It. It. So it's, it. it. Because is it's a, a force. It's, it is a force and therefore will have it. no gender specifically. Maybe question mark. Probably not. If it's just this, I mean, prob- probably not. Yeah. So it it takes control. So it does does it take control of women, or does it take control control of men, and then those 
dr- those Draculas, those those vampires, then take control of women. Because at that point, then instead of the matriarchy va- Dracula, we've mm. got a misogynistic va- Dracula instead. Which, like, as far as uh, storyline goes, making him evil, I'm on board with. But I'm not actually on board with. But as far as making an evil character... <laughs> So we're going to um, alienate half our audience one way or another. No, no, no. So, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, you know, I I wouldn't have a problem with him always being the ladies' man, you know? Um, but I also don't think I'd have a problem with him choosing to only in, uh, infect females. Um, however, I think that that really cuts out half of our, like, half of his possible... Um, inhabitable population. Victim pool. Sure. Yeah. And so I think maybe what he does is he targets males originally and okay. from there um, typically tends to target females because they can bear offspring. And if he can bear offspring through this, then he can be reproduced or... See, that's what I want to get at. It's like, what's the goal here? Yeah. Like, what... Okay, maybe maybe we nail nail down his goal first. What's his goal? What does the force want? I, that's what I'm still not really getting. Hum- humanity doesn't sound right. Because if it was humanity, then he would just probably take control of one person. One person, then and, he'd be good. Yeah, and go hang out in a crowd. And ravenous. Uh, okay, ravenous to. I mean, I want to ask ravenous to what end, but it right. could just be ravenous to no end. But then it's literally just all of humanity. Right. Which I mean, okay. I don't know. I'm not. Um, I'm not satisfied personally with either of those. Personally, I mean the the vampire lore is that he seeks out virgin women, right? Yeah. So, so perhaps maybe his goal or its goal when inhabiting, uh, when inhabiting people is I don't know like my brain went to um like the stereotypical ideas surrounding virginity are you're innocent and then when you lose your virginity you're no longer innocent innocent or whatever right in a sense of purity in a sense of purity yeah so maybe his goal is like my brain went to like I don't know. He wants to start a megachurch in the Los Angeles metropolitan area mm-hmm. and bring in all the sexy ladies that he can and turn them all into his uh, psychophants and make them all vampires. Hmm. Okay. So he wants to start a cult. And I don't know about Los Angeles. I, I don't know why I <laughs> said that. Greater metropolitan area. I don't know why I said that. But like, the tri-state the, area. Yeah, right. <laughs> if we're keeping with uh, the, the, our Van Helsing at all, then it would be more like um, maybe the uh, United States colonies or, or Gold yeah, Rush or something Las more Vegas. like that. Um, I mean, that would make a lot of sense for Dracula. It would um, be Las Vegas. So. Okay. I mean, if we if we want to say, and I would be on board with this, if we want to say, that Dracula is the purpose of Dracula is to draw out other humans uh vice other humans like the the seven deadly sin sorts of things like that bring out other people's greed or lust or um uh, uh gluttony or those sorts of things make him in many ways as he already is comparable to the devil figure 
I, I'm okay with that. But in that case, let's make him, let's say that in our, maybe it may be in our context of Van Helsing that we've done previously. I'm okay with positioning this, uh, the force has inhabited a businessman in Las Vegas, and he's become this kingpin in Las Vegas that is turning it into Sin City for the first time. And this is really when it gets that nickname because of our version of Dracula is now inhabiting that. Mm. I mean, I'm on board with that if it's, if that's the goal. But I want to make sure that that's the goal. Right. I mean, my only my only caveat would be he enforces vice to then draw on life force, I think. I don't really know what that means. So, so <laughs> I, I want him to have that primal spirit in that he needs human life. Like, he needs human energy hence the sucking of blood so again not well in our version he he doesn't suck blood at least he He just takes control of a person perhaps when he takes control of a person he takes control of the rest of their time they were allotted okay so so if i can draw people in 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 this future scape where he is the creator of sin city if i can draw more humans in i can take control of more people and get more time Right. What if originally, I doubt that this is actually true, but what if originally Las Vegas was started, when it first became a town, was started by like a cult, by this leader, okay. Dracula, obviously, right. that drew people in, right. and they started uh, uh, investing themselves into all sorts of villainy and and vicious activities and such, and, and that what he draws, and, but I still want to make sure that, does he draw... Does the this force mm. does it draw its existence or power or whatever from physical human life or from the innocence within certain humans' life? Because we haven't really set a line there. We talked about both. We haven't really said it's this one or this one. Or both. I don't really think both makes you sense. You lost me a little while ago. So with Dracula <laughs> We've talked about him, okay, so does he inhabit a person and then use up their the rest of their years of life and it's their like biological, physical life that it's consuming? Right. Or is it Dracula inhabits a, a person and then infects others to draw out and use up their innocence and their, their naivety and their their virtue instead? Okay. Um, I like the, the idea that he's feeding on life force. The physical... The physical... Okay like, force of life okay. that keeps them going. I'm on board. And then he, he takes that, and he funnels it into soul realm, or spirit realm. Into the, the force that force. is Dracula. And from there, it gains more power. Sure. Um, to what end? And I think it's to beat the Van Helsing Corporation. Uh, maybe I would say that's maybe secondary because I'm still on I'm still on board with it being r- generally ravenous of that. Mm-hmm. Like it still it just wants more right. of, of that life force. Like I'm okay with that, but also yeah. to the end, like secondarily but, to so, the end so of defeating Van Helsing. Why does it want to keep growing? And I think it's it's got to be to to beat something. You think? Or to to take over something? Otherwise, it's just growing for growing's sake. You know? Like, I mean, like a plant. Right, I'm thinking of it like as if it's a like disease. A, a virus. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm thinking of okay. the force itself as if it's a disease, which falls in line with like the 
Dracula venom sort of thing. I mean, the, with being a vampire, it's often thought of in a disease-like state. A disease that you are or, infected or a possession by, or right. something. Okay. So, I mean, okay. I'm okay with it being so, this, like, bacteria, per right. se. This spiritual bacteria that just keeps growing and growing and growing. But... Because that's that is okay. its drive. I mean, right. that's evolutionarily and, okay. the drive for a lot of creatures to just keep reproducing. Right, and then Spirit Van Helsing is a spiritual plague doctor. Yes, who then Midwest fights back. Yes, Midwestern specifically. Yes, um, who fights back against the spreading infection that is vampirism, vampirism, and Dracula. Yes. That's that from what I so far what we've said. That's what I'm picking up. That's what that's what you're gathering. I can't argue with you. <laughs> this is the thing. Like I can't say that you're wrong. Um, mostly because I think we've been throwing shots in the dark and hoping something landed. You know. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Just the craziest episode yet. Um, and so I I don't know. I kind of like the idea that yeah. All right. So maybe maybe this force is a not a disease, not necessarily a disease. But spreads like one. Right. Spreads and like a virus. Maybe, uh, here's a potential bone to throw. I'll throw it to yeah, you. Yeah, please do. What if, and More I know bones. that Riley wasn't a big fan of this, so maybe we'll shoot this down. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Huh? But what if we do give the Dracula Force an original force, right? What if there was sometime, thousands of years ago, this person, this mm-hmm. early human form, mm-hmm. that... For whatever reason, through whatever other spirits or powers got corrupted, mm-hmm. and that became this ravenous force. Okay. And that person's character, or lack thereof, right. that, the vicious nature of that person that became corrupt and mm-hmm. wanting more and evil, mm-hmm. maybe that is the underlying drive. Because it sounds like, maybe, if I'm hearing you, if I'm hearing you out, Nick, it sounds like you're wanting more of a. A, a identifiable drive for this force. I am. It is kind of what I'm looking for. Um, and without a source, I don't know how we really do that. But yeah, that's true. And I think it's. I think it's hard to say. All right, this this force wants this for you know? no reason. Yeah. Right. Or for a reason. Or in and of for itself. any reason, because how how do you measure what a force's intentions are? Right. You know, like this hashtag deep a force for blank a force for blank. You know. Right. Um, and so typically forces are used in ways. In a, to a particular Yes, end. for someone's end. Right. Not, not because um, that force is what it's looking for, but that force is used to the end of said person. Of said or, right. or said former person that mm-hmm. has now deceased, but right. whose character has lived on within the, for, the, the, the force, this, right. this entity, and therefore has spread into being this vicious, uncontrolled, kind of controlled nature right okay and i think we can find a a, a a middle ground between the two of you with the no no origin and the yes origin and maybe say that there's an origin somewhere but we can't pin it and i'm okay with that i'm totally okay like with that. maybe it's pre maybe recorded it's history maybe it's maybe pre-human. maybe it's not even a human life form maybe it's some alien life form that we don't even know what that exists. Hercules as. and his dudes. I mean, it all comes together <laughs> it in the all end. Comes full circle. <laughs> this is a, a entity, weird... a spiritual entity created by an artificial intelligence. Whoa! Oh, it hurts my head. 
right. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. Well, well, all right. So let's maybe we just leave it undefined. We've left I'm okay we've left that. things undefined with with our characters before. Maybe its origin is unknown. But it somehow drives toward this ravenous vicious right. end right. that results in a in in specifically in relation to our lo- our our Las Vegas into in relation to our Van Helsing right. in the western US is the the Native American, we we kind of portrayed him as a, a gunslinger sort of figure. Yeah, like um, a cowboy. Yeah. So in relation to that, I mean, I would propose what I said before about early, early, early Las Vegas, this well, maybe cult leader or something similar, or maybe this businessman turned cult, de- uh, cult leader that uh, has started this small settlement called mm-hmm. Las Vegas mm-hmm. and um, come to this place to... Uh, truly experience life to the fullest and right. to learn what it really means to be human. Right. And really, it's just a, a cesspit and you do crazy things right. for the sake of Dracula, which okay. is the entity. That's sure. my proposal. What say he? I don't, I don't see a reason why not. No arguments here. All in favor? Ayo! All opposed. All right, the yeas have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, real quick, before we wrap it here, I want to do a, like a, a a quick overview, just so we can get it all like yeah, nailed down. Please do. What is this character? Okay, so we've decided from the beginning to now. Um, in the beginning, there was something. Not sure what. Not sure who um, created or became this force. That started to grow and manifest itself here and there in ways that took the form of vampirism. And Dracula, Vlad the Impaler, um, other forces... Christopher Columbus. Yes, (laughs) Christopher Columbus. (laughs) uh, Other... Excuse me. Other awful things here and there, right? So it started taking control of people um, and starts to spread kind of like a virus, kind of like um, a bacteria, and becomes bigger and bigger until it's a force to be reckoned with, uh, not only in the spirit world, but also here on Earth in the physical plane, right? By Van Helsing. Be- yes, to to be fought by Van Helsing, um, typically in the physical plane, but with certain accounts also in the spiritual plane, right? Um, up into current day, or close to current day, when it's settled and created a pit that it's living in called Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yes. So, Dracula now lives in physical form in Las Vegas um, and started forever ago. Is he currently in Las Vegas? I, I, and I, I do want to reflect on something that Riley mentioned earlier about our Van Helsing is that, and, and therefore Dracula, uh-huh. that, uh, the Dracula is in many ways weak per se when in a physical form. Mm-hmm. And therefore maybe our businessman cult leader is like, you can never catch him. You can never see him. You don't really, you don't know what he looks like. You know that he's there. You know his name. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe. Make his name Bram Stoker, just for the heck of it. Um, no, I'm kidding. He's always Dracula. Um, but sometimes or, he goes by Vlad. Yeah, so, something. Uh, and you know you know his name. Maybe you even have, like, 
uh, wanted poster sketch mm. that you maybe kind of know what his face looks like, yeah. sort of, a caricature at least. Yeah. But you've you like the Van Helsing even has never seen him. Doesn't know what he looks like. Doesn't know where he is. Doesn't know where he hides. Just knows that he's there in Las Vegas in Sin City, mm-hmm. and he's got to find him. And that's cool. his quest. And so we'll leave it there, open ended. He's living in Sin City. Current Dracula's living in Sin City. So far as we un- we as, as far as we know, as, as far as we think, the last recorded location of him was right. Las Vegas. Right. Cool. Everybody happy with it? I do have some. Or happy enough? Okay. Mainly just about this particular, uh, this Dracula in Sin City. Mm-hmm. Um, what does he wear? Because what I'm imagining is like white <laughs> suit, cane, like. I dig it. He stays up on the times, but he's still high society and high class. Or at least pretends to be. Or at least tries to be, yeah. I like the white suit. I dig a white suit. I imagine that that's more because of the host than because of Dracula, but it's Probably. accentuated yeah, by right. the... Well, I mean, if we want to continue off what we said earlier, like, this force helps gain power and gain right. riches and exactly. gain things like that. So uh, it would probably feed mostly off the host's desires, right. but at the same time, give it maybe just a touch more class. You know? okay. Like, no, you're not going to be wearing a purple suit pimped out in gold chains oh okay so like maybe the, okay. we can get you a pur- not the purple suit yeah right okay. <laughs> maybe we can get you a purple ascot but that's about it oh you know purple pocket square square uh or a black and white checkered suit alligator skin boots alligator Ooh, yes skin boots. yes <laughs> oh she's selling right okay i'm down with that too um does he doug uh, yeah doug Dimmadome. is he doug Dimmadome? <laughs> the owner of the dimsdale Dimmadome. <laughs> What other like I love it accessories? Doug Dome is the new Dracula. <laughs> or weapons? Does does Dracula use weapons in the physical world? Or I don't think he'd need to. Does he have powers? Like uh, let's t- let's talk about uh, for a hot second about Dracula's powers. Like what does this entity imbue people with? What does that look like? Um. So, I think. Maybe we can hark back to the the original Dracula stories, right? With the abilities are shape-shifting, hypnosis, and mind control. Okay. Which you could argue, hypnosis and mind control is the same thing. But I argue with it different. Um, and so maybe maybe that's it's his big shtick, is, is that shape-shifting he uses occasionally to trick you. The hypnosis he uses to keep you complacent. And then that mind control or that transformation he uses ultimately on the people that he sees as assets to his power. So then he doesn't ever really fight because he doesn't need to because he gets people to do it for him. He's got complacent people there who are drawn to him who will protect him. He would never fight in the physical world. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Spirit Dracula would throw it down so hard. Okay. <laughs> well, at that point, because it's you're literally just facing an, this big entity. Yeah, right. Like it's yeah. And he'll take less the, take the form of whatever he feels at the moment. Right. Because of his shape shifting abilities. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I think that's what it does. I don't think he needs to fight. I think his abilities give him the ability like, influence. Yeah. I would also say maybe Hitler. to, uh, maybe people also think maybe he maybe he does have this power. Maybe he doesn't. Um, like uh, sort of teleporting, like space shifting as well, where 
he'll be like in front of you and then all of a sudden he's beside you. And maybe that's just because he's like hypnotized you and therefore that's what it appears from your perception. Or maybe because he actually is able to sort of teleport right, or right. move really fast. He, he bends your sense of time. Right. I mean, With the perception is that he has this sort of like sort of teleportation thing. Whether or not he actually does. Yeah. I'd say let's leave it open. Let's leave it there. Why not? I like it. All right. Sounds like we have a decently fleshed out entity now. Nothing crazy. Didn't put him in a box, but kind of put him in a box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really talk much about weaknesses of the entity. Um, religious symbols. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Specifically only crucifixes. <laughs> um, I think his weaknesses, or its weaknesses, I suppose now, would, whenever fought in the spiritual realm, by the Van Helsing of that epoch or... Or, or area would have to in some way relate to the beliefs and features of that people group, right? If, if we have a Dracula that then takes control of and influences people, then to some degree, the weaknesses believed in by the people would become the weaknesses like of that. that Dracula. Right. I like that a lot. Right? So, so if it's in a highly religious area... Maybe it's just religious symbolism. Like, if there's a Dracula in the Vatican, yeah. then it's going to be drawing its weaknesses from the Pope. Yeah, right. So. Mm. Holy water and crucifixes. Right. Mm. But if it's in, if it's Vlad, mm. then, I mean, I don't know much about that area, culturally or religiously. Wooden but... stakes, um, blessed symbols, and yeah. and things like that. Sure. Right. It's almost It almost kind of takes on this form of, that because it draws on life force... It's very parasitic. It yeah, it it's parasitic on the person or host that it is feeding on, which is both a blessing and a curse for the entity in right. that I feed on this host, which feeds me. Mm. But I'm influenced by that host's cultural beliefs and values about how to defeat me. Right. Mm-hmm. So a a Dracula that is influencing a Native American host would then succumb to our Van Helsing in a Spirit Walker. Right. As opposed to a Bram Stoker Dracula would succumb to the weaknesses then believed in by the host of that novel or of that time era. So mm. it is dependent upon but also influenced by its host. Interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, is that that belief, that strong belief and that hope borderline again because it out because it's a par- it's it is a parasite sort of thing because mm-hmm. like i mean physical parasites in yeah. the human body now like right. if uh, the a weakness to the human body like antibacterial medication for example like that's that 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 hurts your body it mm-hmm. does so intentionally to ward off or like chemo? dangerous bacteria or, or chemotherapy oh, man, yeah. sorts of things it's a big one yeah so those sorts of like parasitic or yeah those sorts of things that would be similar to this entity, but on a spiritual or ethereal level. Yeah. I'm super on board with that. I like it. There you go. Well, I think think maybe that wraps this episode. Dracula equals Christopher Columbus plus evil Satan spirit. Satan specifically. 
Dracula is Satan. Confirmed. It's pronounced Satin? Satin. Christopher Columbus equals Satin plus... <laughs> satin. Wait, what? Hello. Never mind. Hello. <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> All right. We have done it once again. Uh, we have butchered a character completely and changed it how we wanted to because we can. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we always have a blast making them, and we're super stoked that you come along for the rides. Um, if you want any more information on us or where you could find us, Tyler will take over from here. Sure, why not? We are so excited for this announcement. Um, Popular Apocrypha for 2018 is partnering with Team Rooster Teeth for the 2018 Extra Life live streaming event. If you don't know what Extra Life is, it's a 24-hour live streaming event um, where the, the live streamers um, play different types of games, video games, board games, card games, improv games, whatever kind of game, really any game at all, um, online uh, in order to um, raise funds and awareness for the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Um, we'll be supporting our local Miracle Children's Network Hospital, which is St. Luke's here in Boise, Idaho. And um, we'll be supporting them. And uh, if you want, you can create your own team, support your local uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospital, or you can join us in support, uh, help share share what we're doing. Um, uh, we have posts out there on our, on our social media about um, this event coming up again it's November 3rd through November 4th. It's uh, For us, it's going to be 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on November 3rd until 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, um, November 4th. Uh, that's a Saturday to Sunday morning. Uh, join us for playing games, having fun, and just really helping get the word out um, because it's all about helping to uh, get money for treatments, get raise awareness for these sick kids, and just really benefit the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, whether that's um, here in Idaho or wherever you are listening to your uh, podcasts. Yeah. So um, join us. We're really excited about this. Uh, our goal is to raise $1,000, um, which might not might not seem like a lot, uh, might seem like a lot. But if we do get to that $1,000, we get to shave Riley's beard on the stream. So and then if we get if we double our goal, if we double our goal, then uh, Riley and Nick get to shave my legs. And then if we triple our goal, somehow we get to $3,000, then Riley and I get to shave Nick's head on the live stream. I dare you. So. I dare you to get to $3,000. <laughs> you won't. Weenies. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, at $3,000. Yeah. We will be shaving my head. Yep. Uh, please join us. It's for the children, just like Wu-Tang. I don't know what that means. Wu-Tang Clan? Tyler. Wu-Tang is for the children. Yeah. And they ain't oh. nothing to mess with. No. Mm-mm. I have no idea what's happening. Oh, okay. my goodness. Well, well thanks. Yeah. Uh, you know, make me shave my beard. Please. Hashtag make Riley shave his beard. Hashtag make Riley shave. Make Riley shave for charity. Make Riley shaved. Uh, you can find us on our social media handles, of course, uh, both individually and collectively. So the podcast, you can find it at at Pop Apoc Podcast. That's P-O-P-A-P-O-C Podcast. Uh, that's also our website, P-O-P-A-P-O-C dot com. You can find all of our previous episodes there. I've also, uh, because I help, I, I do the website, I've also created the, the pit on there. So you can see all of our uh, a collection of character list um, there to, that we draw our characters from each week. Um, and if you have any suggestions, please let us know. We'd love to update that with literally any character that you can throw at us. We'll talk about anything. We might not know what we're talking about, but we'll talk about it. 
I mean, if you haven't already gathered that. Um, also, uh, you can, uh, if you enjoyed this episode or previous episodes, um, we hope that you check those out as well. Uh, if you enjoy it, then it would mean truly the world to me personally and i'm sure these guys as well if you leave us a review on wherever you get your website i mean wherever you get your website wherever you get your, po- your podcast sometimes on chrome <laughs> sometimes Safari. on firefox oh man whatever, firefox is dead internet explorer whatever browser firefox is dead and i killed him oh oh my um <laughs> whatever whatever browser whatever website whatever platform you use if you want to leave us a review, it would truly mean the world to me, and I will. I, I can dedicate myself to you, our listener. I will read it out in full dramatic flair on an upcoming episode. And your your full review. Kiss you on the mouth. I mean, I'm I married, can... so probably not. Nah, I'm married, not buried, bud. What? But... Soccer's got a keeper. Doesn't mean you can't score. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What I'm trying to say is. I want all of you, our listeners, to kiss Tyler on the mouth. Consent is important, and I think that's a really good message to end the episode <laughs> on. Yeah, don't take control of people's bodies without asking. I'm not Dracula. taking control. No. I'm just saying that that's my, my dream, is that every one of our listeners can kiss Tyler on the mouth. No means no, but yes means yes. We are a yes and podcast. But Dracula is not. <laughs> Dracula is not. And that's your advice for today. <laughs> no means no. See, this would be a common theme, is ask for consent, please. It's not really a please. You have to do it. <laughs> anyway, I think that's where we should probably say, bid you adieu, thank you for listening, as always. And I don't know your face, but I love it. And he might kiss it. I he will kiss did it. Not say that. I did not say that. Bye. Bye. We'll see you later. Pieces from Tyler. Pieces. <laughs> sure. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>